for the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shapiro. There's a reason I'm drinking warm vodka in the breaks. Sandra Golden. Listen, I love a petty party and I am right in the heart of it. Rusty Menzel. My grammar hasn't got me to this point in my career. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens that I'm the man? It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. No Steakhouse today, and in place, John Fricky with you, and welcome to it. It is uh, 9 a.m. on a Thursday morning, not any Thursday morning, but this holiday week Thursday morning, a lot of bowl games again. You know, boy, you, you go over the bowl games yesterday, and uh, a piece of rather interesting news out of uh, the front range of Colorado that I think is going to pique all of our interest today, and we're going to talk to you about it in just a minute at 404 726 0929. Now, normally the steakhouse has, uh, you know, and Sandra and, and steak and whatnot. They have a, their own rundown. Uh, but I'm going to kind of dispense with that today and tomorrow as I fill in for them, only because when I get to do a show uh, by myself, and I'm not really so much by myself, uh, the czar Oren Romain is here. But when I get to do a show where I'm kind of the, the host here, when I got into this business, there, there are a couple of different ways to do radio shows. Uh, one of the ways to do them is uh, rundowns. I mean, you know, it's okay, we're doing this here and this here and this. They're kind of highly scripted. Not quite as highly scripted as television, but pretty highly scripted. One of the reasons I wanted to get out of television is I hated the tightly scripted television. I just wanted to talk to all of you. And then I get into radio and they, they said, oh, all right, it's all tightly cut. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to so much do that. I believe, now this is old school, I know, in old school talk radio. So over the next couple of days on this particular program, it's going to be old school talk radio, which is my preference, which is you and I talking, and you call into the show at 404-726-0929, and we talk. Now, I don't treat my callers as callers. You're not, you're not callers. You're, you're my guests. I don't normally have guests on talk shows. You're the guest. And so... When you come in here, I don't want you to, hey, first time, long time, or I'm going to hang up and listen. I want to talk to you. You get a little bit more time with me because it's like if you came up to the bar and you said, hey, John, I want to buy you a beer. Hey, great. And you bought me the beer. Hey, uh, what do you think about this? And then you walk away. I'm like, no, no, dude, that's not the way it works. (laughs) Come on back. Let's have a combo. Uh, Oh, I got a hot woman over here. Oh, okay. I got, all right, gotcha. All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you have a hot woman that you got to go see, or I guess a hot guy, uh, depending on your preference, I, 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 you know, or who you are, I just come on in to to the program. Let's talk a little bit because we got a lot of questions to talk about. And I was a little kind of taken aback with Sam and Greg there at the end when they said, "You mean Russ here?" I was like, "Yeah, uh, 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 of course." And that's what we're going to talk about. To begin the show today, I mentioned uh, the czar, the king. What did I, what did I knight you as, Oren? I, I forget because you didn't like. It. I don't know. You <laughs> gave me a lot of names, John. <laughs> you didn't like it. <laughs> I probably didn't. No. Franklin's dad. Yeah, we can, we, we can be Franklin's dad. No, it's uh, <laughs> the uh, the owners of the steakhouse are away for the day, so I guess I'm welcome back in here today. Then yes. Ah, yeah, well, me too. <laughs> so we're in the same so, boat. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, All right, no, me... no managers here today, so I guess we can sort of, we're allowed to be here. Oh, oh I, get, I got you. See, we, we get to you know, play with the toys today? Okay, cool. I mean, 
<laughs> well, like I said, we're Franklin. Um, so, yeah, do you want Russ? All right, so what's happening out there in, in Colorado is um, it, it's a divorce, okay? Uh, and it's, you know, it's not the bloodiest divorce in sports right now. The bloodiest divorce in sports right now is Florida State versus the ACC, which I'll go back to and just to, you know, to kind of remind you that, yes, that is a divorce, and Florida State will divorce the ACC. And, and, and okay, this Russ divorce is different because uh, while the ACC really wants to keep Florida State, the Broncos uh, don't want Russ. Uh, they just don't want him, and so they're going to kick him to the curb here. They're going to put Jarrett Stidham, old Baylor and Auburn quarterback, in to, to take over the team for the last couple of games because they don't want to run the risk of having to pay an injury escalator to a Russ in his contract. The contract that Russ signed was ridiculous, but they're going to end up cutting him in March. And Sean Payton is ruling the roost there. He doesn't want Russ for whatever reason. I think Russ played fine this year. He's 35 years old, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Now, there are going to be a lot of suitors for Russ, but when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, you would think that the Falcons, well, I would know for a fact that the Atlanta Falcons would be interested at the right price in the right way of having Russell Wilson here. He's a proven quarterback. There's nobody that's going to be available that has his numbers, his skill set, his background. I mean, he's going to be number one on the board at the moment unless somebody pops free. So if you're Arthur Smith and you are given another year, by the way, Let's just go with Arthur Smith is going to be given another year. You may not like that. You may hate it, blah, blah, blah. I'm just telling you, Arthur Smith is going to be given another year. I'd be stunned if Arthur Blank fired him. Stunned. I'm not saying that he won't, but I'd be like, whoa, because I just don't see Arthur Blank doing that. I think he's going to give him one more crack at this. So therefore, they're going to need at least, at the very least, a stopgap, because you know wherever they're going to pick now in the draft, which isn't going to be great, right? I mean, what are we talking, Orin? Eleven, even if they don't make the playoffs, twelve, thirteen, somewhere in there. Somewhere along there, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be anywhere remotely near a quarterback, and they're not trading up. I mean, the, the three quarterbacks at the top of the draft are going to be gone by the fifth pick, sixth pick, maybe. Uh, so. Yeah, why not Russ here? They're sitting 10th right now. Yeah, and so 10, 10 to 14, depending on how they win these games. And, of course, we can go through the fact that – because, you know, one of the things I think is kind of interesting here is, you know, we've been saying, well, you know, if they win their last two games and Tampa loses their last two games, then the, the, the Falcons are um, – they're in. Well, that's not necessarily true. Depending on how things go – the Falcons win their last two games, and Tampa were to lose this week to, say, the Saints or to the Panthers. The Falcons will win the division. The Falcons could actually lose this week, okay, and still win the division. Because if it ends in a three-way 8-9 eight, eight, tie, the Falcons win all the tiebreakers. <laughs> so they could actually, yeah, I know. They, I'm not going to go through all the math, but they could actually lose to the Bears and still win the division <laughs> if they end up in a three-way tie at eight and nine. Oh God, it's such a disaster. 
So, Orrin, let me ask you the question that I want to ask everybody else today. Russell Wilson is about to become on the market, okay? He and Sierra are about to be available as of March. Do okay. you think that the Atlanta Falcons, do you personally want him? Do you think the Atlanta Falcons will make a run at him? I don't think it would hurt for them to inquire about it. I don't know how serious of the run it's going to be at him, though. But, I mean, it's he's a he's a serviceable quarterback. And at this point, I mean, if you have quarterback issues in your NFL team, yeah, you need to you need to ask about him. You need to you need to see what's up. So, just from that standpoint, yeah, the Falcons they should inquire about Russ. Now, it's going to depend on you know financials and all the other kind of stuff, and then you know the the role that Russ feels he's going to play here for how many years. But yeah, you you kick the tires on that because that's going to be a position of need this offseason. All right, let's get your thoughts here. We have a chance uh, over the next couple of hours to talk to you about it at 404-726-0929. John Fricky here and uh, Oren Romain there. And you can talk to both of us as we ask you the question, should the Atlanta Falcons, when Russ Wilson becomes available and on the market as a uh, free agent in March, pick up the phone and call? Let's go to uh, Marvin. He joins us today. Hey, Marvin, welcome to the show. Hey, I go back with the Falcons to go into Brevard for the first training camp. And if we can get Randy Johnson, I mean, if we can get Russell Wilson, we had Randy Johnson already. If we can get Russell Wilson, we're going to have this coach. It's a match made in heaven. Well, I mean, Russ is going to be 36. I mean, I mean, I still think he's got some game, and I think getting away from Denver where it just hasn't worked will kind of reinvigorate him. Now, here's the other question, though, Marvin. Um, are, are, do, are we of the belief that the Falcons are a quarterback away from being a, a true contender? They're close. A lot closer than they've been since 28-3. to yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, uh, Marvin, uh, jumping in here. Um, I agree. I mean, I think last week showed you uh, with Taylor Heineke. All Taylor Heineke had to do was, now granted they had five field goals, I know, but all Taylor Heineke had to do was not lose the game, okay? And that's what we said at the beginning of the year. Ritter, just don't lose the game for us, and we're going to be fine because we have enough weapons that we can distribute the ball and don't lose the game. Our defense is going to be good enough, distribute the ball, don't lose the game. That was the premise of the 10-win season. And and people, I thought you said, John, it was going to be a 10-win season. Well, yeah, because the premise was what you saw last week. Don't And when, voila, when you don't turn the ball over, guess what? They look, they look better than they looked all year. That was a good Indianapolis team that they beat the heck out of. And so it was like, all right, I, I, that's what I think. I think they're pretty close. If, if you ask the question, are they close, closer to being top three or bottom three, I'd say if they get a quarterback to – the caliber of a Russ Wilson, they're closer to being top three. I'm not saying they're top three, okay? I'm just saying they're closer to being top three than they are closer to being bottom three. They're in the top half of the NFL. Suddenly, I think they're the favorites of the NFC South going in next year. So, there's that, right? 404-726-0929. Coleman's on with John. Hey, Coleman, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good. What up? <laughs> So I was actually at the game sitting right behind the Falcons right there on the 100 section, and I really enjoyed it. So that being said, we do need a quarterback, and we are like a – that's what we need. So as far as 
Russell Wilson coming in, I wouldn't mind it. I like that, you know. That's a good that's a good idea. Or I'll throw you I'll throw you a little loophole. I get Bo Nix. What do you think about going to get Bo Nix? So you're saying you would what sign Russ Wilson and draft Bo Nix? Well, no, I'm saying if it didn't like either or the two, if it did, I'll choose whatever whichever one. But if they, I would like them to go get Russell. But if they don't, what do you think, John Freaky, about going to get Bo Nix? Well, I mean, you're going to have to do something. Um, I think it depends on where Coleman they're drafting. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, Bo Nix would Bo Nix would be available to them, yes. If that's what they want to do, um, uh, you know, I, I guess if Arthur Smith is back as the head coach, I have a hard time thinking that he's going to put – because he's going to have one year, okay? And he's going to yeah. have – if he's back, he'll be told you have to win the NFC South. And he wants to do yeah. that, and he wants to put it in the hands of a rookie. That's not what I necessarily want. I just don't know that I see him doing that. Well, what about Justin Fields? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been pro Justin Fields for a long time. Uh, I would yeah, love to see them make a run at Justin Fields. Uh, and so, sure, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on, you know, what Chicago wants to return. But, yeah, no, I, I can okay. see that. I, but, again, they had an opportunity to draft Justin Fields, and they didn't do it. So, you know, I don't know yeah. how they feel about him. Well, I'll, I'll just I'll go with this. Uh, I, I like how that they're becoming a top 10, top 12 defense. That's much improved. So, I mean, they're oh, heading yeah. in the right direction. Do appreciate it, Coleman. Thanks very much. It is the Steakhouse on a Thursday morning on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ahead of a really busy New Year's weekend, we're going to get the Georgia Dogs in here. We're going to get the semifinal games. We have the Falcons taking on the Bears in Chicago on Sunday. We have the Hawks. There's another question I can ask about the Hawks and Falcons. And you're, but today, right now, the big headline is Russ Wilson. What do you do at quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons? And do you make a run at Russ? And, you know, how much are you willing to spend to try to get him? Because he's going to have other teams calling him, too. Let's not keep that. I mean, Steelers are going to call. Absolutely, Steelers are going to call. On Sports Radio 92 on the game. The game. Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92 on the game. John Fricky with you today. Taking your calls, and I know we have loaded phone lines here, but uh, 404-726-0929. We will get to all of you who are waiting. Just be patient. We'll get to everybody and give you a chance to be on the air and talk about this as well. When we talk about Russ Wilson suddenly coming on the market, I I want to do a couple of things for the sake of our discussion today, okay? Everybody that's listening that's holding and all of you out there and Oren and everybody, the first thing I want to do is assume that Arthur Smith is going to be back as the head coach next year and under direct orders of Arthur Blank to make the playoffs and or you're out, okay? So he's got one year. By the way, that's exactly what I think is going to happen, but I, whether you like that or not is not relevant. Whether I like that or not is not relevant. I think that's what's going to happen. So we have to assume that he's got a one-year window here. He's got to win now, which is going to cloud any decision that they make about quarterback because they've got to win now. And you have three options at quarterback, all right? So I'm going to ask Warren this first, and then I will get to your calls here. Here are the three options that you have at quarterback for next year if you're the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Oren, you, number one is you can keep Ritter and Heineke, same as it ever was, and Logan Woodside, and we just move forward. 
Number two is you draft somebody, and in the area that they're going to draft, that will be the area of Bo Nix or Michael Penix or those kind of quarterbacks. Uh, and so that'll be the area that they're drafting in, not the Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels area. Uh, and then you keep Ritter. And you're going to keep Ritter because he's much cheaper than Taylor Heineke, okay? And number three is you go after a free agent or or a trade and you keep Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke's gone. Uh, I know you would – I'd rather have Heineke than Ritter. That, that whether, you'd rather, whether you'd rather have him or not is – again, that's not a relevant thing here. They're going to keep Desmond Ritter over Taylor Heineke and the only way Heineke's – going to be on the team next year likely is if they keep both Ritter and Heineke and don't make a move here now when it comes to there's one other little caveat here when it comes to free agents pre-Russ who just has popped on the market uh the, considering who's going to be re-signed here this is the group of free agent quarterbacks that we're talking about okay we're talking about Ryan Tannehill Jacoby Brissett this is the top of the free agent quarterback list the top Ryan Tannehill Jacoby Brissett Tyrod Taylor Marcus Mariota yeah, yeah. Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, Drew Locke. Now, Teddy Bridgewater's retiring. Uh, Tyler Huntley, uh, maybe Josh Dobbs, Easton Stick. That's what we're talking about here, okay? So, while we discuss, yes, I would like to trade for Justin Fields. Again, we don't know if the Bears are going to want to trade Justin Fields. If they get a new head coach here and it's a Jim Harbaugh and he says, I'll live with Justin Fields and we'll let Caleb Williams slide and we'll go after this guy instead, I, we can't know that. So how much, here's my question to you, Oren, is your best intention to bring in somebody who is a veteran off the free agent list? And if so, is that guy Russ? And if so, are you willing to give Russ a three-year, $80 million contract? I don't want to give Russ a three-year, $80 million contract. Absolutely not. But if that's what it takes. If that's what it takes, then you go and you find a way at pick 10 to either move up and get in the position to draft one of those top-tier quarterbacks or you stay at 10 or whatever. But the first round needs to be – the first pick for the Falcons needs to be a quarterback. That first round, the Falcons need to have a guy that can throw the football. So it's – yeah, I'm not – I don't want to give – I don't want to give – I mean, that's what – this is the uh, the trap that, that – that Denver fell into by giving him that big extension before he played it down. So if getting him here means that before he plays it down for Atlanta, you have to pay him $80 million. No, I don't want to do that. All right. So you, you would live with uh, Michael Penix and Desmond Ritter and call it good. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay, okay with that. Fine. All right. Let's go to uh, Josh. He joins us this morning. Josh, what up? Taking my call, man. I've been trying to get on all week, man. I appreciate you doing your show like this. Hey, real quick. I, uh, back home for the week, grew up in Atlanta, Live out in Kansas City, so dealing with the Chiefs fans nonstop tough, especially after that debacle last Sunday in Charlotte. Here's what I'm going to say real fast. Um, you know, a huge Falcon fan. Used to go to Swanee at camp when it was over there. And I uh, watched this organization grow, and I am shocked at people in this city, on, on, on the radio especially, uh, talking like it's okay to give Arthur Smith another year. And I'm going to throw Terry Fontenot in this also. Uh, Terry Fontenot has an article written. He said Desmond Ritter was one of the best players he saw at the Combine. Those guys back Desmond Ritter, and Desmond Ritter is the reason why this team's where it's at. If Taylor Heineke was started every game, we would be 11 and 4 right now. No questions asked. 11 and 4. And we're sitting at 7 and 8 trying to make the playoffs. And Arthur Smith is going to get a pass this year and go next year. That's crazy. Now, 
your co-host talked about drafting a quarterback. The problem is you just put all this money in this defense, and then you have all these young players on offense who are not getting stuff done because of the quarterback situation. A veteran is needed. If you get a veteran in here and you asked earlier about what we should draft, we need an rusher, we definitely need a legit slot. If you get those two positions filled with a vet, with Russell Wilson, you know, at this point, I'd take Tannehill. I mean, just anything over what we have right now. And poor Taylor, the homegrown kid, I mean, that kid's great. I mean, what he's done. You know, he got hurt, but, I mean, Ritter, poor kid, man. I was sitting in the Mercedes-Benz when Georgia beat him with the JV. I mean, that kid is not an NFL quarterback. He's a backup at best. I'm sorry. So, Fontenot and Arthur Smith are part of the problem. Now, people defend Terry Fontenot. Here's the thing. My his phone is really breaking up. Sorry, Josh, your phone's really breaking up. Um, a couple of things to keep in mind. Terry Fontenot did not hire Arthur Smith. All right, I think it's really important as we move forward that you understand that. Arthur Smith was hired four days before Terry Fontenot was hired. Okay? So, not his coach. Now, they may certainly like each other and, and get along well. Uh, but um, <laughs> Josh says, I'll take Ryan Tannehill. Josh, I uh, appreciate your call from Kansas City. Let me tell you how many Falcons fans just smashed their radios, okay? No, no, no. That's what they're, they're afraid of is that Arthur Smith would go back to the to the, uh, the blanket, the little blankie he knows trying to save his job and, and bring in Ryan Tannehill, and they don't want that. Uh, another Coleman. Let's go to Coleman number two, who joins John. Coleman, what up? Hey, guys. I was confused when I started talking into my phone and somebody else named Coleman was talking earlier. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Love your show. Uh, hey, the first thing I want to say is, you know, what we've got to consider here is, this is not just a failure on Russell Wilson's part as my, and, and my bias against, uh, you know, the jerk that Sean Payton is, is going to come through here, but it doesn't mean I'm wrong. It's a failure on his part. When he took that job, he was saying, I can fix this problem. When you get this job at the money that he was taking it and the years, uh, he knew, he knew what he was getting. And so, you know, I think he's making him the scapegoat. Uh, I, I, in terms of whether or not we should take him, I have, I'll, hey, I'll confess I haven't seen him play much this year, but I'm looking at his numbers. As bad as he has been in the last four games, 26-8 and eight would be an upgrade here. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you guys agree? Yes, he would be a, be a huge upgrade here. I mean, 26 yeah, touchdowns. So, what was, I don't think the Falcons have thrown 26 touchdowns in the last two years. No, no, they haven't. And, and, and you know, like um, – I, I just think, I, you know, Orr is right. The, the money is part of the equation. Um, how much money is he going to already – I don't know this. How much money is he already, already going to get guaranteed uh, from Well, he's going to get a bunch Broncos of money from guarantee- – he's, Yeah, he's getting a ton of money from the Broncos. One of the reasons they're benching him is that they don't have to pay him another $37, 39000000 dollars. Right. It, you know, right. so, I mean, he's already going to get, I think, $37 million guaranteed next year, but that's all from Denver. So I don't know what it would take right. in terms of money to to get him here. I'm just saying, you know, yes, there would be a, a point. My my only point of, of saying, you know, he's not going to come here on a one-year deal. He's going to want three. He's going to want to guarantee how much is that going to be because he's going to have other suitors, Coleman. I mean, there are going to be other teams that want him. Right, right. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I would say at this point I would say no. I, I, 
kind of agree with my namesake. I, I like Bo Nix. I like Michael Penix. I, you know, history from the draft shows that those guys, the guys that you draft in the middle of the first round are only slightly less likely to make it than guys that are drafted at the top of the first round. So as much as everybody's clamoring over, you know, Williams and May and Daniels and all those guys, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I would, I would love to see him take a run on those guys. I really like, I, I like the arm strength of Michael Penix. I, and I like, well, let's keep you know, him, yeah, I mean, but it, I, I do, I, okay. I do too. I'm not uh, cutting you off Coleman, but I do want to kind of, you know, Kenny Pickett was a first round pick and Zach Wilson was the second pick overall. And I mean, there, there've been a lot of busts and failures. The recently, I'm not going back to Ryan Leafs of the world or Jamarcus Russell. It's just really hard to say with quarterbacks. It really is. There are no guarantees one way or the other. Look at San Francisco. I mean, <laughs> they moved up, and that would turn into a disaster, and they, they got so bloody lucky with the last pick of the seventh round. I mean, they got lucky beyond words. Does Arthur Smith really want to try and get lucky and roll the dice with a rookie and Ritter in a year where he has to win? I doubt it. I just I can't see that happening which means he's going to bring in or trade. Trade for Justin Fields, bring in a Ryan Tannehill. I think Russ Wilson needs to be in that book. He's not going to ride with what he's got. I can't imagine he would. Quick break, more of your calls ahead. 404-726-0929. John Fergie in the Steakhouse today with you. We're talking about would you bring Russ in to the Atlanta Falcons on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Is this men without hats? Who else would it be, John? doing safety dance i haven't heard this in long 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 time 40 40 year old song anyway uh welcome back to the steakhouse john fricky in for steak and sandra today this hour of the steakhouse brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors big enough to serve small enough to care so i get a text here in the break all right from a friend of mine saying hey john you said at the beginning of this program that the falcons could win the division at eight and nine and that's not true all right i just Folks, I, I, I deal in facts, and as we had this discussion about Russ Wilson, I'm just going to give you, it's like, you want to talk about old school, it's Joe Friday, you know, just the facts, okay? Uh, somebody will get that reference. It's a Dragnet reference from 50 years ago. Uh, anyway, um, just the facts. The fact is, yes, the Falcons can win the division at 8-9. and nine. If, and that takes ifs and buts, but if the Bucks were to lose to the Saints and to the Panthers, it's not going to happen. Okay, and probably not going to happen. Okay, I'm just saying if they lost both games and the Falcons lost to the Bears, but then beat the Saints down in the swamp, the Falcons would be division champions in a three-way eight and nine tie with the other two teams. I just, I just telling you, that's okay. So they, you know, all right. So, and it clouds everything here because as we, we can only talk about what we know as we sit here right now. So when we're talking about Russ Wilson and whether or not you'd want him, because the, the Broncos are putting him on the market. They're going to cut him in March, and, and he's going to walk, and he's going to go to a new team. What do we know? Uh, we know that he's going to want a multi-year contract. He's 36 next year. He's going to want a three-year contract, three-year guarantee. He's going to want a guaranteed money. It's probably going to be in the nature of 80 to $100 million. We know the Falcons need a quarterback, uh, and we know that what the options are, and we assume – and. Again, we have to make some assumptions here, okay? And and that's okay. We assume that Arthur Smith is going to be back as the head coach. I think that's a 
It's not a totally done deal. I guess it could totally collapse the last two weeks, but I would be surprised at this point if he weren't back. And he's going to be under orders from Arthur Blank to make the playoffs next year. And I doubt, again, we're making some assumptions here, that he's going to want to live and die with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Now, he may, and they may simply choose to go in the draft or somewhere else, or he may want to draft a rookie, uh, and in which case he would have a rookie, a Bo Nix or a Michael Penix, with Desmond Ritter, not Taylor Heineke. Well, I'd rather have him keep Heineke. Well, yeah, but Heineke is like three times the amount of money that Ritter is. Okay, so Heineke, just sorry. Thanks to, for all you did, and he gone. I mean, because you need to brace for that, okay? Because the only way Desmond Ritter is not on this team next year as the backup, or God forbid, the starter, uh, is – that uh, he is traded in a deal to get somebody else. All right? That's the only way he's in on the team. Uh, let's get to uh, more of your calls here. Do you want Russell Wilson on this team, and are you willing to, to pay for him? Oh, buddy James. James, what is up? Big James, how you doing, bub? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up, John? What's up, O? But uh, to the question that you asked, Mr. Fricky. Uh, definitely don't want nothing to do with Russell Wilson. I think we should go Justin Fields. He's cheaper. He's younger, and I think he's more coachable. I don't. I, I think if uh, if Russell get here and he starts tripping out, I think I think he can like be the doom of of our season next year. And I don't think we need to keep experimenting with all these different older quarterbacks or whatever. But Justin Fields. I mean, what if what if what if like all right? So James, what if feels what if feels is not available? What if the the new coach in Chicago decides he wants to keep him and use those picks for other things? I go Penix. I go Penix. Penix is the most the most ready, and I think he'll be there for us. But uh, yeah, I think I, it's either that or that one. I think any other any other option is just going to be doomed for us. We got a great defense now. I don't even know the last time we had a great defense besides with John Abraham. So it's like we need someone who can deliver the ball to Kyle Pitts, Drake London, all the weapons we got. We need a great delivery system. And if he's not there, Penix, for sure. I appreciate it, James. Uh, have a very happy new year, my friend. Um, I, the downside of Michael Penix is Michael Penix is older. Well, he's older than Desmond Ritter. He's going to be, I think, 26 next year. I mean, he's an older quarterback coming out. He's been in college football, I think, seven years or something. He's had two big knee surgeries already. So he's not a young, you know, he's not 20, I mean, maybe 25, but he's uh, he's an older player coming out. I love his arm strength. If you haven't seen Michael Penix play, uh, then I suggest you watch the semifinals and you'll see a guy that I don't disagree with James. Now, that the, in my world, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with Michael Penix because I think Michael Penix has a chance to be a really effective NFL quarterback. I don't know if Arthur Smith is willing to play, again, but a rookie. And remember, again, you're you're trying to keep in, in, in mind here that Arthur Smith, it's not like Arthur Smith has a five-year deal, and, he, and we're not in a building thing. He's going to be looking at Arthur Blank across uh, the table, and Arthur Blank's going to go, whatever you do at this quarterback situation, you're going to live or die with it after one year. That's why this isn't easy. That's why I think Russ becomes a serious option. Xavier's on with John. Hey, Xavier, what up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, I pretty much want to echo the same thing that you guys have been saying. Of course, number one, I would like to take Justin. As long as we don't have to give up a first for him, uh, I wouldn't take that gamble. 
And, of course, if he's not available, I'm most definitely in on the Russell Wilson deal. Uh, he's a veteran. He understands how to read the def- uh, defense. He's not the playmaker that he used to be, but I'm still willing to gamble that because hopefully if we can give us, like, another legit number two wide receiver, I'm in on it. I'm also in on Penance as well. But uh, I think a lot of people are underestimating how desperate a lot of these teams are for quarterbacks right now, that they're willing to gamble to go take a Penance at number six or number seven. Not only that, but if we were to take Penance, then Caleb McGarry becomes your blindside blocker. And I'm afraid for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the, the rest of us. Yeah, I appreciate that, Xavier. And Xavier makes a really good point to keep in mind. And I haven't really considered it, so Xavier credits you. He's absolutely correct. Your blindside blocker for Michael Penix would be Caleb McGarry. Now, we, yes and no, but remember, too, uh, when Jake Matthews was drafted, Jake Matthews was drafted out of Texas A&M as a right tackle. So I think if you had to move Jake to the right side or to the other side to be Penix's uh, blindside protector, I think he could make that transition because he does have right tackle in his uh, his background. Yeah, and, and then you go out and have to find yourself a left tackle. And, and, and by the way, Xavier might also be right here when we talk about quarterbacks. Depending on where the Falcons are, there are so many teams that need quarterbacks. You could have, let's say, the Falcons draft, you know, twelfth. Okay, let's just say. You can have five quarterbacks all off the board by the time you get to the Falcons. I mean, Pettix may be gone. Bo Nix may be gone. I mean, th- there are so many teams that desperately need quarterbacks that your only option, and the, the Bears don't want to trade Justin Fields, for example, okay? I think they do, but again, we're only making uh, you know assumptions here. Let's say they don't, and the new coach Harbaugh says, I can get something out of him. I really like him. Uh, let's go get, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Olaf Fashionu and, and settle our offense that way, I, which could happen, by the way. Uh, but still, nonetheless, people are then trading up and trading up, and you can't afford to trade up. Falcons are not a position where they can do a, what Dimitrov did to get a Julio Jones. Okay, They just can't. Uh, so um, there, there's no trading up. So there may be no quarterback there. That's the other part of this here to, to keep in mind, and at least no quarterback worthy of being taken in the first round. And you do need an edge rusher, and there may be a Dallas Turner or Jared Verse there that you can't pass up. Let's go to Brent. He's on with John. Hey, Brent. See, this is a this is a complicated mess. We have we have we put ourselves into a complicated mess there, Brent. Brent, what's up? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Good man. Lo- love your show. Um, I-, I moved here 14 years ago, but uh, I-, I moved away from uh, the Chicago area out in the cornfields. But I'm a diehard Bears fan. But I've been living in the South for 30 years, and uh, uh, I got a lot of insight into the Bears. Um, uh, I, 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 if you want to talk about the bears, I have inside people. I'm, I'm on a lot of, uh, blogs talking about them, uh, fields. They're looking for a second rounders. Most likely, um, that's going to come down to money. They can have, they can keep them one more year. I would like them to keep them one more year. on his rookie contract, see how he does. Uh, and then draft a the quarterback in the second round. Um, I don't think, uh, Pennis or, uh, uh, Bo Nix, I think they're top second round, not not the upper first round, like your your Daniels and your, uh, you know, all, all the big boys. But they're going to yeah. But with all with with all the teams that need quarterbacks, we're talking about somewhere in the, in the area of nine to ten teams that need quarterbacks desperately. The value of quarterbacks is going to go way up. I expect five to six quarterbacks to go in the first round. Yeah, it always gets crazy for people that jump. 
uh, me being the outside, not being a Falcons fan, but root for them when they're not playing the Bears. Uh, um, I, I do not do the Russell Wilson thing. That thing's been done. Uh, screwed over so many people with a bunch of money. He's a he's a drama. Uh, I think Bo Nix is being you know watching his uh, a dogs fan and seeing Bo Nix with Auburn and his antics. He's a drama queen. I wouldn't touch him. Uh, y- you guys need somebody to just get in there, and I think I think it would be amazing for Fields to come back home and and play for y'all and and. And that, that would okay, be but the if he doesn't, scenario. all right. So, but if he doesn't, then what? Well, then you're gonna. It's gonna be the same old thing. It's gonna be retreads. You know, it's it's that's the thing. It's like boomer bust for these draft picks. That's the whole thing they're trying to say. Well, you know, get rid of trade fields and then take the for sure thing with Williams. But there's history has shown there's no for sure thing in the first round. You know, uh, averages of of second to fifth round are pretty damn close to the first round. So, uh, man, you guys, uh, for you guys, man, it's just like you just need somebody who doesn't turn the ball over, you know? Yep, I appreciate it, Brent. Yeah, that's what we've been saying. Don't have to win us games, just don't lose us games. Said that at the beginning of the year. What did he do? Dude went out and lost us games. 404-726-0945, 404-726-0929, we're talking about Russell Wilson popping on the market. Would you take him? Some people say yes, some people say no. In my world, if I pick up the phone and call Chicago, and if you can't get it done with Justin Fields, then yes, I'm talking to Russ. Advanced hair restoration, one-day treatment, life-changing results at advancedhair.com. Back in a moment, John Fergie for the Steakhouse today on this Thursday with you on Sports Radio 92 on the game. 